first ever LSP Renewables podcast. For our listeners who don't know who we are, we are LSP Renewables and we are a renewable energy recruitment agency who provide the best in-class talent to market leading projects across the globe. Today we have Head of WTG James Stevens and Senior Consultant of our Cables Division Liam De Silva. They're going to be discussing all things cables, wind, skills gap and everything that we're currently facing and what we can kind of do to help. Hello everyone, I'm James Stevens. I head up the WTG team at LSP Renewables. I've worked with LSP actually since our inception in 2017, um, when it was actually just myself, Adam Granger and Francesca Siddle. Um, I've done a multitude of different jobs before this point. Um, lorry driving, I did a law degree. I've done battle area clearance, which is a story for another day. Pod carrying, I've done an engineering apprenticeship. Um, I've literally been around around the block a few times. I got into recruitment completely by accident, um, actually after doing a law degree. I got a job in a law firm, hated it, really liked the education, didn't like legal practice. And Francesca Siddle called and said, oh, maybe you should come and have a chat with Adam. Um, really just expected to get some advice on my career and where I should go. Within 20 minutes, Adam said, why don't you get a job here? Why don't you just come and start, see you on Monday? So, yeah, that's that's how I ended up here. The rest is history. The rest is history, yeah, indeed. Rest is history. And I am Liam De Silva. As Charlotte said, I am a senior consultant in the Cables and Survey Division. I've been with LSP now since March 2023. Before that, I spent three years working at James Fisher, mainly recruiting for the subsea industry, regards to your ROV text, your survey crew, your deck crew. And kind of before that, I did a little bit of industrial recruitment, so your warehouse workers, same as Jim, I kind of fell into that role. My cousin had was working at a, another recruitment agency in Warrington. She said, we've got a job going, and I thought I'd take it. So the renewable energy industry, it's, it is fairly new to me. Uh, I'd say kind of in the last two years, maybe, that's kind of where things have started to go. And yeah, the rest is kind of history here at LSP. Amazing. So jumping into it, I thought we'd start off by discussing Renewable UK's Global Offshore Wind Conference that both of you attended in London. How did you both get on? I thought it was really good, actually. It's nice to get out and amongst it. Um, being office-based, it's easy to kind of put the blinkers on. You focus so heavily in on one area and you kind of forget that there's this entire industry and supply chain surrounding our specific scope. So I imagine, similarly for yourself, Liam, you're obviously focusing on cables yeah. and you go to something like that. You're like, oh, hold on. There's, the entire, <laughs> there's, there's so much else going on in the industry. It's crazy. It really is. It's nice to, and like you said, being office-based, it's nice to get out of the house, let alone the office. <laughs> <laughs> being based remotely but yeah it's really nice to kind of be there see old faces new faces be able to learn a little bit more kind of about the rest of the industry as well see what everybody's up to see what kind of exciting things are out there not just for us but kind of for everyone within the industry really yeah yeah I think I noticed the last one I went to was actually 2017 so a long time ago over in Amsterdam and I think even 
on on a smaller scale, just the amount of technology that's now utilised, even on the stands, to, to the different 3D mapping and everything else that you see, it just seems to have really changed even in that six years. So that was quite quite eye-opening for me. Very, very good to get around amongst and, and have a look at. Yeah, I think the changes in the industry recently, I mean, even when we're looking at the staffing and recruiting side of things, with the industry being so busy, they are looking for a lot more kind of staff roles, more permanent roles, a lot more yeah. tying people into contracts potentially that are as long as possible to to help with this skill shortage, which I know we will be speaking about a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to kind of have that discussion with them and quite openly as well, which yeah. has been a massive yeah. change yeah. And from the past few years, talking to people where it's been your ad hoc freelance stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. I think we actually experienced the same when having conversations with clients that there was a real openness surrounding the fact that there is a, a real lack of skills to the point now where certain certain companies and service providers are, are, are not bidding on tenders because they don't feel that they can supply the, the, the right calibre of personnel for these positions. So yeah, well, I know we'll get into that in more detail later on, but yeah, that was that was really interesting. Um, it was quite nice as well, actually. We went out the night before um, GOW to meet some clients. It's, again, where everyone's sort of descending on London and we're so yeah. very close. They were, of course, coming down the day before, so it was a real chance for us to actually meet people on a personal level rather than just talking shop. So that that, that was really nice. nice. Nice little dinner in Canary Wolf. Lovely. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> the sun was shining. Beautiful. Beautiful evening. And I think a few stories, it was a bit different for you on a night out, Liam, not to do Canary Wolf. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite so sophisticated on the tables, was it? Yeah, not really. The, the after parties were definitely definitely a fun part of the night. Um, so it was a fantastic day and to be able to kind of go there later on and like I said get to know people on a personal level people that even back when I was at James Fisher we'd speak to on teams with the pandemic and everything we never really got to meet face to face so it was nice to be able to have a chat with them enjoy a few wines and yeah just have a bit of fun so combining all the information obviously from you've got from this week meeting clients as you said Jim um What's in the pipelines for your teams? Like, is there anything that our listeners, we can make them kind of aware of? Any sort of certain like, personnel that you're looking for? Obviously, so we can get CVs here, we can get them out to uh, clients, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I don't know about you, Jim, but it is crazy over in the cables and survey division. Absolutely. We are, the European market right now is, is buzzing. The, a lot of kind of work going on in France. We've got a lot of work in the English Channel, Denmark, yeah. UK. A little bit in Germany, quite a bit in the North Sea as well. Um, and that includes everything from UXO surveys to mattress installation to, to the kind of usual cable installation. You name it, we, we've got it right now. <laughs> and again, with the, the positions we need, it's with the skill shortage we've got right now, having the likes of the ROV pilots, the surveyors, the, the deck teams, the riggers yeah. as, as such. Yeah having them with things like GWOs yeah. and STCWs on top of that, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely something that's building up to be a, a hard but busy year. Um, as we I don't know, how has it been for yourself? Yeah, I, I, I would absolutely mirror that. Um, European market is, of course, crazy at the moment, as well as the UK. I mean, we're seeing projects at various stages of production right the way from pre-assembly through to ops, service, component exchange so 
in terms of skill sets we're looking for, I mean, we're always looking for CPCS blue card holders, obviously heavy lift supervisors, um, Vestas ATs and LATs on various different Vestas turbines, right from sort of V80 right the way through to V164. Um, Siemens technicians, especially all the way across the spectrum from pre-assembly right the way through to troubleshooters in, in service. But it, it's a crazy year and it is a challenge. I think the real issue that we're kind of facing at the moment is the geographical locations of the projects doesn't necessarily marry up with the geographic location of those that are certified and qualified to do the work. Absolutely. Um, especially, I mean, after Brexit, we're now looking at everyone needing work permits and visas to say, go over to a project in Denmark. Whereas before, mm-hmm. the skill sets in the UK, projects in Denmark, no issue and vice versa. Um, but yeah, at the moment, we're really kind of struggling with that. So any European technicians that have the ability to work in the UK and vice versa, any UK based technicians that have the ability to work in Europe, do please get in touch. That would please. be really, please, please get in touch. Um, I mean, that's kind of addressing the here and now, but I mean, looking looking forward globally, I mean, there's an excess of 700 wind farms due a very, again, at various stages of development between now and 2032. So industry-wise, absolutely booming for at least the next kind of 10 years. So yeah, please do get in touch. With that in mind then, um, obviously work, as you both you said, is getting a lot busier and the demand for skilled workers is greater than ever. Um, let's talk about the skills gap that the industry is currently facing. It's obviously a big topic at the moment. Being a recruitment agency, we are always there to support and looking for the best talent across the industry. What's your views on the skills gap and what kind of intel can you give to listeners that maybe don't realise the skills gap's going about? I would say... Skills gap wise, it's basically, I, I look at it on WTG as a twofold issue. So you've got a lack of fresh blood being brought into the industry, coupled with um, an increased insistence by OEMs for specific trainings. So we could say, have a position available. We've got a technician that's worked on this project for the last three years. All of a sudden, the training matrix has changed. And that means that he's no longer eligible, or she's no longer eligible to go over to that project. I think that's that's one issue but then we've also got the issue of new people coming through um i think there are so many skills available in in wider industrial settings that are just kind of looked over when we're sort of talking about offshore wind i mean if we look at a number of of the different skill sets and disciplines in oil and gas i mean you're going to have fully qualified electricians mechanical fitters an abundance of different skills that are transferable it just takes someone a, a company, for example, to just say, right, we'll bring you in. That's we'll the keyword, we'll transferable. Yeah, transferable yeah. they're all yeah. transferable skills. I mean, we're dealing with the same things. It's, it's metal, it's electrics, it's building, fabricating, yeah. manufacturing, installation. All these things are completely transferable from an abundance of industrial settings. And I think there's a real, it just seems that people get overlooked. You just think, no, I want someone that's done it now. subject because obviously they're at oil and gas background would you say that? <laughs> coming over to the lifestyle <laughs> yeah, yeah. would you say that or? I'd say it, yes in a way I think with the introduction of a lot of different certifications you've got the likes of your GWO side of things for the offshore wind sector you move into the oil and gas you're then looking at your APTO certificates you're looking at 
your yeah. mists, etc., for your helicopter transfers. And then you go into the seafarers' world and you've got your STCWs, yeah. your Siemens books. These people, especially in my industry, yeah. predominantly with the ROV market and the survey market, is they're pretty much doing the same job. Yeah. Just on different kind of assets, different things in terms of pipeline inspections instead of a cable lane. And I think that that has made it a lot harder in a way for a lot of candidates to, to transfer into different industries. And I think that, like you said, again, with fresh blood, there's there's not there's not that much of it coming in anymore. Yeah. Um, partly because we, we are so busy and everybody's looking for kind yeah. of the highly skilled candidates to get that work done as efficiently get, 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 get it done yeah. because there's that much yeah. of it going. Yeah. Um, and I think that really in terms of myself and our market is that again it's just about the transferable skills bringing people into the industry and then training them up to that senior yeah. level yeah I don't know if you find the senior levels that they're getting even harder and harder to find yes so so with that in mind obviously like what do you think that maybe already skilled candidates um, could be doing to support it like maybe some of your already contractors that you have out but not only them but also clients like you say there's such a shortage of fresh blood could they invent an apprenticeship scheme could they kind of push that through like what could they be doing to support it as well obviously they're the ones that need the skilled workers so how could they support it from their end that we could obviously also back them with I think that's it's quite a big thing again the apprenticeship schemes the the, the training schemes the trainee roles it's it's a very big thing, and as I mentioned, we, we, we do need the projects to be done efficiently um, and to, to the best of the ability of the crew that's on there. However, even just making little changes of maybe adding a supernumerary crew member that's able to kind of shadow the rest of the team as a trainee, or even just bringing a strong team on there and just having that one trainee on there is going to make a huge difference to that person in their career. Yeah. And I think yeah. when talking to the experienced members we've already got on board if there is anybody that's showing interest in say I don't know wanting to work with ROVs maybe to that time to, to show them little bits every trip that you go on with yeah. somebody yeah. teach them something take time out to just say look this is how we do this this is how we do this just to give them a little bit more of a competency yeah. and an understanding to yeah. when they then go for, further forward to be more comfortable yes in getting those yeah. roles I mean we we have seen that on the WTG side with, with one of our clients in particular that, that they are very keen on upskilling people that they've got that, that maybe hold a basic level of training, a basic level of competency. Once they're on site and they're kind of showing willing and they're showing an interest, there's no issue there with, say, putting them through further training, allowing them to shadow more senior members of the team for a rotation, two rotations with with the idea being that they can then retain that skill set and, and, and kind of really lift lift the level of skills available to them. Um, there's a, I think WTG side's quite difficult because you've got the different manufacturers as well that all come with their own specifics, huge packages of trainings. I think to alleviate some of the pressure, it would take a real, real big change, or a, a step change in a way that there is a convenient, easy, authorising body that would be able to train everyone to a specific level 
And then we kind of move away from the OEM specific trainings, which would effectively help the OEMs because it would allow them to have a wider pool of talent to draw from. Because at the moment it's very specific. Yeah. Oh, you do this, you're pigeonholed, that's your job. Yeah. Um, whereas having a, a, a sort of accrediting body like like your GWO, for example, an accrediting body that sits independently from the OEMs that can train to a specific level that the OEMs have input on. So they, right, we need to make sure that everyone has this skill set. Right, that's being done fine. And that will allow that will allow the easy and fluid transition of, of, of personnel amongst different manufacturers and different skill sets, different jobs. I think I think that would really help. But that's that's the big task. And that's, yeah. I think that's something that we're yeah. not going to be able to get to the bottom yeah. of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a key word that I picked up on that you said there is obviously upskilling. And as you both know, we've recently partnered with um, RECOA, the Renewable Construction Academy. Um, I know you've both been on the webinars with Adam and Martin and Morton and Michelle. How... What do you think of that? How do, how are you getting on with your training? Because I know that obviously you, you were all, we're all undergoing the training. Yes. Leave the space there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, crack away. What do you think? I think it's it's key in this industry right now. Like you said, it, it's the upskilling. It's the transferable skills to be able to kind of have this portal there, this... this community. Yeah, this forum. Kind of, yeah, yeah this community. This forum. Yeah. It is... It's a tool, basically, yeah. to help upskill yeah. people and provide the industry knowledge to people that maybe, like you said, have worked in the yeah. oil and gas background before, yeah. as an electrician, for instance, that yeah. wants to then move into the renewable side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, even for myself, it's been great because coming from that kind yeah. of the subsea, yeah. the cables yeah. background, it's been fantastic to to introduce myself a little bit more to the renewable energy side. and Yeah. And this kind of thing, yeah. I'd, I'd mirror that. I think I'd, I've just done the section on cables. So I'm, I'm looking at Liam. There's so much involved. Yeah. <laughs> that I wouldn't think of again. Like I was saying earlier, it's so easy to put the blinkers on and you kind of focus in on this really, really specific area. But then to kind of see the whole life cycle of a, a build right the way through from the different consenting rounds so to effectively passing a wind farm over to O&M is really interesting. I really like the level of detail that they go into on, on the recovered training. Um, it's very easy to understand. It's broken down into kind of key components. I think for anyone either looking to transfer into the industry, that is 100% worth looking into. And even those that are currently in the industry, I think I've been with LSP for six years. I've, I've learned an abundance of new skills and, and, and new kind of knowledge and terminology and how things work and all the order no, that things go in. Be able and, to learn more, Jim. No, well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> We've I'm all sure learned something today. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I've learned a lot. I'm really enjoying it. I'm about fifty percent of the way through. I've just got through to the substation section, so I should nice. probably have a crack at that this afternoon. Yeah. So obviously, anyone out there that is listening, we do offer discounts, um, and we will pop a link in the description for you to contact either of the guys to learn more about it. I know, Jim, that you get a lot of messages um, and speak to a lot of people that are either transitioning over, they're ex-army. So let's discuss those sort of people and maybe like give us a few case studies of experiences that we've had recently um, so then people can kind of know how we're kind of addressing them sort of situations. Yeah, absolutely. So like you say, Charlotte, we'll have a lot of people that will kind of contact us from 
really, sometimes from a consultative angle, i.e., look, I'm, I'm doing this at the moment. I'm looking at getting into renewables. What should I do? Where should I go? Who should I contact? What what kind of base level trainings do I need? And this is this is a key part of our job, and I think it's often overlooked in recruitment that everyone's kind of looking for the unicorn and the person that they're going to play straight away. And they kind of veer away from having introductory conversations with the people that are looking to get into industry. And I think that's quite a, it's really sad. And it's nice to speak to to, to, to the guys and the, the new people, the fresh blood that's coming in. I think it, it, it pays dividends because we're trying to help. I mean, even if it's a case that we can't place you right now, it's unlikely that, that a company will come to an agency for an initial hire. But... Speak to these people, speak to these people, do these trainers. I think we had one the other day, actually. Um, someone contacted my colleague, Josh. He had a nice conversation, managed to give out some some really helpful information and some tips on, I think it was CV writing and trainings to do in the interim and everything else and, and got a glowing review on LinkedIn. So it just goes to show that it is really helpful to the guys and it is, it is really well thought of. It, it does help. Yeah, and it definitely is like shadowing that what we're kind of looking to do this year in terms of LSP not just being seen as a recruitment agency obviously we are up there now like Adam has absolutely blown us out of the park like we've come so far in six years but now we want to be seen as that thought leader within recruitment that being able to advise people be it them being able to come over to us and saying look like I know this isn't kind of your forte but I've got an interview can you kind of help me with it yeah of course we can what what can we do for you do you know what I mean like being able to help people in that sort in that sort of aspect what about you from the cable side, Liam? Like, do you get many people contacting you in terms of that? Yeah, it, it's, it's a big thing of especially people upskilling into kind of different areas. Um, and I think that it was probably quite a while ago now, but even a couple of kind of rigging guys that were working on a project with me were very, very interested in kind of moving over to the, the ROV side of things. And again, it, it was very similar where I was speaking with the ROV manager of the company and it was a case of, Get him to speak to the guys, get him to speak to my staff. Um, and being able to have that open relationship with the clients to help upskill these people, it, it's key. Yeah. And it works as a three-way street. Um, and I think that being able to help with this transition is yeah, it, it's huge right now. It's really, really important. It's our main focus at the moment. So to finish off, um, obviously just a little round-off of the podcast, how people can get in contact, um, things like that. Yeah, so, I mean, as we've discussed, the, the skills gap is is really relevant right now. And I think myself, Jim, yourself, Charlotte, and the rest of the team here at LSP, we will do everything we can to give people the tools to transition, to move into different roles that they want to. And kind of anyone that's looking for a role within the cables and survey industry, if you do want to contact myself, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Liam De Silva or my email is liam.desilva at lsprenewables.com. Absolutely. Just to mirror Liam's thoughts there, please do get in touch. You can contact me at James Stevens on LinkedIn or james at lsprenewables.com via email. Uh, just to wrap up, I mean, I'd just like to say thank you to our clients that have really kind of allowed us to be a real key part of some of the most prestigious projects in the world. Um, but of course, that wouldn't be possible without our legion of contractors that literally leave their families for two, four, six, eight weeks at a time, miss out on family events to kind of come and work for us, be part of the cause and and help with this energy transition. So yeah, thank you guys very, very much. 
So thank you both again for joining us for our first ever podcast. Hopefully we'll reach a few people with this and get a few more CVs in and hopefully they'll say they heard you on the big screen. Um, so to all our listeners, thank you for listening. If you'd like to discuss any of the information obviously covered in today's podcast, please head over to our website, which is www.lsprenewables.com or you can get in contact with myself on charlotte at lsprenewables.com. Thank you.